Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. With us today is a former Vice President well, that was fun. Pence. And uh, in the studio with us, with uh, along with uh, former Congressman Peter King. I hate the word former, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, but uh, let, let's talk about all the successes of the four years uh, that you had with uh, President Trump. I mean, uh, I know you were there in the same room all the time, and you helped make all the decisions. Tell us about those four years of experience. Well, John, first, great to see you and great to see my friend Pete King. And I, I hate the word former before <laughs> his whole title. Uh, America misses him in that leadership role, but I know your listeners Thank get you, to hear his person. wisdom Thank every you. day. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a lot about it in my new autobiography, So Help Me God, about the close working relationship President Trump and I had for those four and a half years that we were together. And I appreciate you describing it that way, John, because um, whether it was uh, uh, moving the largest tax cuts uh, in American history, whether it was securing our border, whether it was appointing three justices to the Supreme Court or advancing America's interests uh, in the world, uh, I'm very grateful for the fact that uh, the president uh, uh, tasked me and included me and engaged me uh, on a regular basis on moving an agenda that left America stronger, more prosperous, uh, and more secure than any time in my lifetime, and ultimately saw our nation through the worst pandemic in 100 years. I'll, I'll always be proud of the record of the Trump-Pence administration uh, and honored to have served as vice president during those extraordinary four years. Mike, how was excuse me, Mr. Vice President? How was it uh, again? Being, you had it right the first time. Okay, okay, Mike. Uh, again, you're a great member of Congress. It was, it was great working with you, and obviously a great Vice President. Which of the foreign policy issues were you most involved in then? Which you think also has the greatest potential for danger as we go forward? Well, I, look, I give uh, I give President Trump uh, a lot of credit for changing the national consensus on China. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pete, you know, we were in our Twenty years ago, a lot of us were hoping that if we continued to expand economic trade with China and uh, and you know expand uh, cultural interaction, that we would see China ultimately begin to embrace freedom of speech, freedom of religion, all the all, all the freedoms that we enjoy here. What we've actually seen is the opposite: uh, that as China's become more prosperous. Uh, through many unfair trade practices with the United States. It's actually, uh, it's actually become more authoritarian with its own people, and its military has not only become stronger but more aggressive in the Asia-Pacific. And so um, uh, I remember when I was sent uh, overseas uh, to uh, represent the United States, uh, um, I ended up in one meeting nose-to-nose with President Xi, and I delivered him a couple of messages from the president very directly. He and I gave speeches that very same day, and I, I do believe that the, the greatest uh, uh, threat to our country strategically and economically in the decades ahead uh, is communist China. And, uh, and at this point, at least, the, the Biden administration has not undone the strong tariffs that we put into effect, but it's only been a beginning, and we've got to continue to stand firm uh, as a nation. How about Iran? Well, on that front, I'm deeply troubled by the fact the Biden administration has reengaged Iran uh, in 
attempting to restart the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, Pete, you know that part of the world uh, better than I ever will. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, I couldn't be more proud that after four years we had isolated Iran as never before mm-hmm. and supported Israel as never before, recognized Jerusalem uh, as the capital of Israel, moved the embassy there, represent, recognized Israel's control over the Golan Heights. Everyone said that our policies would reap the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. By contrast, actually, before we left office, uh, two Arab nations for the first time in 25 years normalized relations in the Abraham Accords with right. Israel. And so the fact that this administration has essentially you know, allowed the progress in the Abraham Accords to atrophy and has reopened negotiations with Iran on the Iran nuclear deal, I think is, is 180 degrees the wrong direction. Uh, and it calls for uh, a strong stand by Republicans in the new majority in the Congress come January. I, I, I just say in closing, my son Sean is your biggest fan. He told me to pass that on. <laughs> Give him my very best. Now, your, your administration, uh, President Trump and Vice President Pence, uh, you were very well respected worldwide. Uh, people are saying uh, the prime minister of, of uh, Hungary had said that uh, Ukraine would have never happened if you guys were still in charge. Afghanistan would have never happened if you guys were there. Uh, and North Korea respected you. China respected you. And uh, it, it's... Well, what do you say now under under President Biden? Uh, there's a lot of doubt uh, in, in our country and the world. Well, I think what we proved under the Trump Pence administration was peace follows strength. And from day one, we made the largest new investments in our national defense since the days of Ronald Reagan. We launched uh, a new branch of our armed forces, the Space Force. More important than that, we actually allowed our armed forces to do their job, um, freed them up to take down the ISIS caliphate and their leader. Um, we used cruise missiles against the Syrian regime when they used chemical weapons against their own people. And, of course, it was our armed forces that took out the most dangerous terrorist in the world, Qasem Soleimani. And all of that, I think, established a credible threat of the use of force and a demonstrated commitment to American strength. I, I really do believe under this administration, where we've seen a flatlining mm-hmm. uh, of our military spending and the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has done nothing other than uh, embolden uh, the enemies of freedom around the world. I agree with what you heard and what you said, John. I, I don't think... Number one, I don't believe the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan would have ever happened under our watch. Never. And number two, it history records the Trump-Pence administration was the only four years in the 21st century where Russia did not attempt to redraw international lines by force. They did it under the Bush administration. They did it under the Obama-Biden administration. And now they've done it again in moving against Ukraine under the Biden-Harris administration. I think the world knew... Under our administration, America meant business. America was committed to our national defense, to defending our interests in the world. We're prepared to do that and had the ability to do it. That's all changed. And what you're seeing now is the truth of history, that is that weakness arouses evil, but peace comes through strength. Lastly, because uh, we're almost at its time, is I believe in immigration. I was an immigrant. Uh, and 
But the way it's being done, there's got to be checks and balances who's coming in. You can't, I mean, you can't have, open up the, the jails in, in uh, Central America and then send all the people our way. We can't, you know, I, I believe in immigration, but I believe in checks and balances who's coming. Five million people have come into this country illegally since Joe Biden became president of the United States. And it is a direct result of President Biden undoing the successful policies that we put into effect in the Trump-Pence administration. We built a wall, did internal enforcement. I negotiated for the president a remain in Mexico policy that required people to remain in Mexico while they apply for asylum. And Title 42, which is literally poised to be taken down uh, before the end of this week, all reduced illegal immigration and asylum abuse by 90 percent. This administration came in through all of that progress to the wind. And you need look no further than the Democrat mayor of El Paso, who declared a state of emergency yesterday because they had 15,000 people come across the border into El Paso in a single week. We know how to secure the border. Uh, that's not mutually exclusive to fixing what's broken in our immigration system. My grandfather, not far from here in 1923, stepped off a boat from Ireland onto Ellis Island. He went to Chicago, drove a bus for 40 years. I was named after him. We owe it to fix this broken immigration system, but it all begins with getting back to the border security and upholding the law that we did under our administration. Absolutely. And that's where it's got to begin. Absolutely. My grandfather, both of them, 1913 through Ellis Island. Amazing. And it's amazing. And uh, uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, thank you for everything you've done for our country. And hopefully there's a great future in, you know, if I, if, if I visualize the future, there could be a great future for you and our country. And please do what you have to do to keep our country safe. Thank you, John. Peter? You know we will. It's always great being with Mike Pence. Mike, good luck to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Go Irish. No, no, no. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. And my, my wife is a Hoosier. So Hoosier. she's from Indiana. <laughs> we love her. Thank you. Well, that was uh, Vice President Pence, and uh, he is one very, very decent person, a, a real straight arrow, a uh, family man. A good I mean, man, yeah. You, you, you can't not say one thing bad about him. No, absolutely not. And uh, it's uh, hard to get people like that to serve today. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Well, he's middle America from Indiana. He's very presidential. Yeah. Look, whatever happens, happens. And right now, uh, we're going to have Lou Dobbs comes back and tell us how the market was. Mm -hmm. And after that. After that, we are going to be speaking with Ambassador Earl Mack regarding the war in Ukraine. Will Winter decide the fate of this war? And also Andrew McCarthy regarding the charges against Trump and also Dr. Mark Siegel. Why Title 42 could have health ramifications for America, Americans. Keep it right here. Cats let's at Night. To, let's go to Lou Dobbs. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.